That was unbelievably frustrating last night from the Magic. It's one thing to lose. It's another to get punked for most of the game against what is a team that you are supposed to beat. I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. This You could probably just grab the uh, the same commentary that I had after the Houston game and and insert it here. It's it's the same conversation and and this I think is even worse because it's not even like Charlotte shot the ball that well. Right, At least when you go problem. you go back to that Rockets game, the Rockets were like 50% from 3 and all they do is shoot 3. So at some point, it's like, what are you supposed to do yeah. when you're playing against a team that's just that hot from three-point range? You're going to lose more times than not. That loss last night was about energy, organization, focus. They didn't have any of it. This team was playing like they were on the third night of a back-to-back-to-back. You would have never known that the Magic were actually the team last night that had more rest. Then their opposition, the Hornets played on Saturday. The Magic, the last game they had was on Friday. What the hell did this team do over the weekend to come out with that performance? It was 23-9 to before I could blink, and it just never really got any better. The Magic kind of made it a game in the fourth quarter, but it's right back to a situation we've seen play out a number of times this year. Too little, too late. You, you put yourself behind the eight ball, and the Magic got in trouble uh, for it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes too much rest is a bad thing. Jake Chapman summed it up perfectly uh, before the game even started on our zone out yesterday, discussing that it, the Charlotte Hornets had lost eight straight games, so they're going to come out desperate. The Magic need to be able to match that intensity. It was LaMelo Ball's second game. But that's another thing. The Magic aren't really good enough, especially without Paolo, to, you know, supposed to be able to beat anyone. They have to bring it every single night, no matter who they're playing. One of the things I was kind of thinking while I was watching the game last night is, man, the Magic are, I guess, better against a team that has that face-of-the-franchise-type guy with Luka, with Booker. They were able to execute a game plan kind of to shut, try and stop those guys or at least limit the damage. With Charlotte, it was like, well, LaMelo is probably the most popular player, but, you know, second game, there was too many different guys on Charlotte that brought something. I mean, Oubre had six steals. Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley was Mason, a monster. Right? There's a lot of Plumleys. Definitely That's, not John Reese. That was yeah, right, exactly. No relation there. No, that was Mason Plumley who was dominating the yeah. paint last night on offense and on defense, snatching up rebounds. There was no one on the Magic team that was as physical as he was. And maybe that's one of the things that we need to watch for, too, with this team, is that when you get a big that you go up against that has some physicality, it's the one part of Wendell Carter Jr.'s game that I really don't like. You would think. It, it doesn't, he should have dominated that matchup. In you know, theory. He, he should have, he should, that should have been like a 30-point night for Wendell. In theory, yeah, he didn't seem to come out as urgent. Uh, Bamba played a good game. It was the Clifford revenge game. I kind of wasn't surprised by that. Uh, Franz was okay, but yeah, physicality was a problem. Um, you said it right away. The game got away from them, and they could just play and catch up the whole rest of the way. But if you're being dominated by Mason Plumley, uh, it's already too late. Way too many turnovers. And what are we going to do with Jalen Suggs? You know, I know the the conversation that we've been having about him while he needs to be the point guard of this team. They drafted him to be that, and he's shown flashes of the potential is there. But if he's going to turn the ball over this much, you can't put the ball in his hands as frequently as you need to put a ball in a point guard's hands. Mm -hmm. And at some point, it's a detriment to everybody else. 
He's just so wildly inconsistent with the basketball. It sucks. Like, I thought we were going to come on the air today and be like, three-game winning streak. Look at where the Magic are ah. in the standings. Instead, we gotta we got to peel it all back. We're by, right back to the conversation of, all right, who are we off of? What do we need to do moving forward? How frustrating is all of this? Kobe Price actually asked Franz Wagner and Mo Bamba after the game, why is it that we still have to ask questions about energy and effort? Does it seem like you guys should be past the point where energy and focus, those kinds of things, shouldn't be an issue anymore? Yeah. Fair assessment, I'd say, yeah. Franz, this question I'll ask you, do you feel like you guys should be past the point where, you know, energy or focus are not, you know, they're sometimes in question from a game-to-game basis like today? Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're a young team, so it's it's, it's tough. Um, But some things shouldn't even have to be said, you know. it's easy to, not necessarily, but you know, it should be easy to, to bring energy and bring like life to, to games. You know, it's basketball. It's the thing that we we all love and we all love to do. And it was it was pointed out to me before the show. Tazi mentioned those were actually the two guys that brought it. Yeah, it was everybody else that didn't. Mo Bamba was great last night. He had he a lot of energy. He was all over the basketball last night. And Franz has been really good for this team over this stretch of home games and specifically the stretch of home games without Paolo in the lineup. I just don't know how a team like this that's this young, you're professionals, this is all you do for a living, and we've seen that you're good enough to put an effort game together. It's not like in these games against Dallas and Phoenix and uh, who's the other good team they beat, the Warriors. It's not like in the maybe against the Warriors, but definitely in the last two. It's not like they were shooting lights out. There was just such a there was such a deliberate effort in those games to play good basketball. That if, you, from the start. if you just did that against the Hornets, you're right. There's there's no one in this league that the Magic should look at and go, all we have to do is roll the basketball out and show up and right. we can win. And Charlotte's not as bad as their record ultimately says. Like they've been horrendous this year based on their record, but they still are a team of professionals with LaMelo Ball coming back. At some point they're gonna try and generate some sort of spark. And I'm sure they felt, hey, Orlando, they're they're a beatable team. No Paolo either. You talk about the physicality, I think not having Paolo kind of hurt that. Well, we knew that at some point, at some point we were going to have this conversation the day after a game where you go, damn, the Magic really could have used Paolo. Yeah. Because the conversation, jokingly, for the last couple of games is, hey, who needs Paolo? This team's actually playing better without him. No, now, of course, you know, it's like, well, you still want him to be part of the mix, but there is something kind of cool that's working with the group that's out there. Well, not anymore. You need Paolo back. You know, we're done with that. That was a nice little fairy tale for two games. Uh, but Paolo would have made the difference. He, yeah. Because when things got stagnant and disorganized, that's when you go, Paolo, iso ball, get us buckets, and slow down some of these runs that Charlotte yeah. went on in the middle of these games. And I don't want to take away anything from the last two wins, but Dallas got trapped in a hurricane, and Luka wasn't on his best behavior. And then the Suns didn't have Chris Paul. So who did you really beat those games? You did win. So, you know, a win's a win's a win. But it wasn't like they beat those teams at an elite level, you know, at their best. So they needed to be humbled. And yeah. let's see where they go from here. I mean, Minnesota... Let's hope Rudy Gobert clogs the floor like he's been doing all season. But that's still 
a team with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, and those will be the two best players on the floor. The thing that annoys me the most out of what I watched last night were the boneheaded turnovers that oh, I yeah. saw from a number of these players. Jalen Suggs bothers me the most because at his position, he shouldn't be making errant passes that fly into the third row. That, that shouldn't happen from him. Now, when Bull Bull touches the ball and thinks that he's Chris Paul... Let Bull Bull live. That is when <laughs> I go, okay, I think maybe his confidence is a little too high in these moments. I liked some that- of those baseball passes he was trying, but he did at one point have five turnovers. I'm not sure what he finished with. Six. Yeah. He led the team last I'll night. I'll never say a bad thing about Bull Bull, but he tried to thread a few bounce passes baseball style, and then he tried a couple full-court heaves that if they worked, they would have been great. I like that he's confident, but last night, the way everybody else was turning the ball over, could not afford those from Bull. I thought the team had a lot of turnovers on those kind of screen handoffs. They kept botching. It didn't matter who it was. Whoever was handing off the who, Charlotte was able to get get hands in there, and Oubre had six steals. Yeah, a lot of those turnovers from Bull Bull, at least a couple of them were those, um, the consistency, the, the picking up the dribble, turnovers where he's just so tall that when he picks up the ball and kind of twists his hand as you do in a natural dribble motion, he gets called for a travel. Oh, the, yeah, the uh, double, palming violation yeah. sort of deal. And and I was wondering, I like looked over to the broadcast, uh, to you and Jake, to see like if you were making hand gestures or something like that. It's more of a head shake with that one. More just like, shake. come on. I mean, they do call it. I think they call it a little too much. They called it on Charlotte a few times last night, too. But He's yeah, too tall just, to be doing that. It's too obvious. And he gets called for it all the time. Yeah. Like you got to change the way you play. Clearly, they're calling you for this. So even if we don't agree with it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to stop the referees from calling it. So you have to change the way you play the game. He gets called for that at least once a game. Besides watching Paolo go out there and dunk on people and do his thing, watching Bol Bol go coast to coast is my favorite oh, thing I mean, about is, the team. Don't get me wrong. He has a couple of moments where you're like, That's, there's just no one else that does that. Terrence Ross is another one. He had four turnovers off yeah. the bench and was one of six from the field. I'll say this, and you've been a big proponent of R.J. Hampton. I think Hampton yeah. needs Terrence Ross's minutes. Terrence Ross should not be... Con- R.J. Hampton should not be conceding minutes to, to Terrence Ross at this point. I think he's just as good a shooter. He's a better ball handler, and and he plays with more energy and effort than Terrence Ross does. I love Terrence Ross, the guy. I think he's been good for this organization, but I'm 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 a little over it. Uh, Terrence Ross, I mean, you know, he doesn't get me too excited because he's an older player and he's really just there to score. But I think in some of these wins, Terrence has made some big fourth quarter shots. But I do think R.J. Hampton's played pretty well this year. He's scrappy, especially a night like last night. It took him way too long to get in the game. Uh, I've been a Kavon Harris guy. He's kind of cooled off as of late. But still, I like using those guys both when the time's right. I know Magic Twitter has been a buzz about R.J. Hampton minutes. Like at some yeah. point, they do have to give him the minute, especially with all the in- these injuries. I don't really see why he's not playing because he's been shooting the ball well. He's been, you know, scrappy. He's been tough on defense. He's been running the floor. Energy is infectious. So. I would like to see more minutes from him, but I get you know Caleb Houston seems to be getting more minutes over him. He knocked down a few threes he last did. night or two threes last night, but yeah, he shot the ball well. He did, but I still like RJ on the defensive end. It's not like RJ can't shoot when he's open; he knocks them down. Absolutely. So uh, that's something that I would like to see, but I still don't know if that's going to solve all the problems that they're dealing with right now. They need to get Paolo back. 
and need to show urgency night to night. I'm sure that we'll find more room to complain about what we saw last night from the Orlando Magic. Text us any thoughts you may have, 50857. Coming up next, roughing the passer or not roughing the passer, that is the question. We'll get to that after this.